0: The following podcast is a Bostic Media Production.
1: This episode is brought to you by the Skinny Confidential Bombshell Body Guide. So, you guys know I have a meal plan and a body guide. It's basically all my workouts and everything I like to eat on a regular basis in one place. It's kind of like an ebook. It's pretty, it's pink, it's got all my skinny hacks, it has my favorite cocktails, it has how I micromanage the bartender. Basically, every skinny secret that I have in one place that I've learned. Over the years of talking to fitness experts and nutritionists, the workouts are quick, easy, efficient, and you can do them while watching Real Housewives. All you have to do is go to members.theskinnyconfidential.com and type in the code him and her at checkout for 20% off. That's him and her at checkout for 20% off. Thank you
0: she's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for
1: some major realness.
0: Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Uh-huh.
1: This is a little warning, guys. If you have kids in the car, you might want to listen to this another time. It's a little vulgar
0: this is the skinny
2: confidential him and her
1: so thank god you did push-ups before we got on air
2: i do have a nice pump going on right now my pectoral muscles are swell
0: nobody's gonna notice any of that
1: Hi guys, welcome to The Skinny Confidential, him and her show. You have me, Lauren Everts, the creator of The Skinny Confidential, which is a podcast, obviously, book, brand, and blog.
0: And then you have me, Michael Bostick, the star of the show, businessman, entrepreneur. Lauren is basically my Robin, and I am basically the Howard Stern of this show.
1: Oh my God.
0: Now that, we're, now that we're calling it a show, Lauren's big on calling it a show now.
1: Did you, did you write that down?
0: No, I didn't. Taylor, right off the top of the head,
1: seething at the mouth to be introduced. He's shaking. He's perspiring. Upper lip is sweating. He has notes written down.
0: Let me give him a little intro. So, to my right, is my friend, good friend, also coworker, Taylor O'Connor. He has been a regular on this show in the past, but for those of you that are new to the show, you may not have heard from him because he's been on a hiatus. He was on timeout. The last episode he was on, I believe, was episode 58, and now we're well into the 70s. So he was literally um, sidelined for about 20 episodes. For his most prominent appearances on this show, you should check out episodes 33 and 52 with our friend Annabelle from Adderall and Compliments. I think that performance um, on those shows that he did uh, really kind of paints a clear picture. But if you really, really, really want to get a clear picture of who this guy is to my right, check out the episode titled Mr. Piss Wild Ride, episode 42, where he gave Lauren and I the wedding speech of all wedding speeches.
1: He gave us a wedding speech that was, I don't even know how to describe it. You have to listen to the episode, but basically told me that I had the biggest dick at the wedding and everyone needs to bow down to me and that Michael was the beauty and I'm the beast. And then he proceeded to go to a strip club after my rehearsal dinner and piss his pants everywhere Pre-lap dance, he decided to get on stage and dance with the strippers and then get a lap dance with piss running down his leg.
0: And this is just a couple of the things that happened at the wedding. Uh, It's funny. We pulled all the audio from the wedding speeches and actually put it on that episode, episode 42, Mr. Piss Pants. So you can actually go and hear um, that cringeworthy speech. It It was definitely something to behold, especially in front of all of our friends and family. So with that... Taylor O'Connor, welcome back to the show. Let everyone know what you've been up to. Who are you? What have you been doing? What's going on?
1: I'm and su- d- Wait, just don't read off your composition notebook either. Like, you got to look at me when you but talk. Just I don't
0: know about. why you need a composition notebook. This is literally your like 12th appearance on this show.
2: Yeah, I just saw. Uh, actually, it's more or less random notes I've written down. But anyways, I'm surprised. You think this is
0: like your big return, huh? It is.
2: I have to. I have to come out with a banger. or I'm basically going to fizzle away. I'd rather go out. I'd rather become ash than dust. So I'm going to basically try to go uh flaming out here so i'm surprised you actually didn't say that i was i took most of my clothes off in that trip club i don't even think we mentioned that not all of them i was still wearing my boxers did you take your this is how wait
0: hold on this is how you want to go in and introduce yourself you want to go in and just talk about the clothes you don't want to like let everyone know who you are what you're about your name like your hobby your hobbies well
2: my name is taylor o'connor i've known michael and lauren for a long time i think i met them both in sixth grade i've worked for my michael for about five years i think Longer than that. Longer than that. And basically, I would say I would sum myself up to that picture of that clown that's crying is I'm like a person who people find humorous, but I'm like really dying for people to take me seriously.
1: I really see. How can you die for people to take you seriously when you walk into a strip club with piss all over your legs, take off your clothes and ask for a lap dance?
2: Well, I'm doing the best I can.
1: Okay. Well, let's try to let's try to be better, Taylor.
2: (laughs) Also, the good thing is I got 200 new followers in the last four months on Instagram. Making working my way up.
1: Whoa, that was a brag.
0: I've seen I've seen you in. We have a secret Facebook group for the podcast, and I saw you the other day plugging your Twitch channel. For those of you that don't know what Twitch is, it's a online. What do you What do you call it, like an esports gaming?
2: Yeah, it's an esports thing. So I've I've played computer games ever since I was young, and I basically bought a green screen, and I film myself playing computer games. Yeah, that sounds kind of dorky now that I actually say it in public, but it's quite fun. And if you ever want to watch it, you could. There's you know, it's you, out there. Are you plugging yourself? I'm not going to plug it right now, but it, it, it exists. You, you just plugged it. If you dig it, if you dig, if you search hard enough, you'll be able to find it.
1: I feel like you were really excited to let everyone know that you just went up 200 followers on Instagram.
2: I actually, now my fault fo- who I follow and who follows me is like a little bit of buffs. So that's like a, a, a good moment for me. It's a moment of success.
1: You follow some interesting characters, don't you?
2: I thought you were just supposed to follow everybody that follows you back out of, cur- out of courtesy, but then it turns out that they just immediately unfollow you, and then you're following all these random people, and then they look cool, and then you look like a loser.
0: <sighs> My God. So, for this episode, I think what, what the best thing we can do here. One, we got to answer We have a lot of listener questions that came in, so we're going to dive through those. But I want to know, I know what's been going on in your life, but for those of you, or for those that have not been... Following you lately, and who have been wondering what you've been up to, and actually, kind of for my own interest, because outside of the office, you know, outside of us talking, I know you've been, and I see you doing things, but I want to know what you've really been up to. What's been going on in your life?
2: Well, I've actually, been, I've been facing some fears. I've actually, I haven't been to the beach in seven years, and I went because I have a phobia of sharks. It's like there's three things that scare me: sharks, paralysis by jumping on trampolines. And then getting in a car crash if I was like ass naked. And I had to get whoa, out and inspect whoa, 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 the damage. Uh,
0: wait, wait, wait. You you don't go to the actual beach? Be- like You mean like you, you mean you don't go in the water? Or you actually don't
2: go to the beach because you think a
0: shark's going to fly
2: up on the beach? I just stay away from the beach at all costs. Man. It's too close. Well, let's then, talk
1: about the trampoline thing because that's a, that's a new one for me. I've never heard that one. Wh- where are you jumping on a trampoline? I've never seen you do it.
2: Well, that's exactly why I have a phobia because I haven't done it since I was a young kid. And hence why I'm not probably, I, I can walk.
1: Good thing that Weston literally just brought my mini trampoline to the office because I want to be like Tony Robbins and jump on it every morning for lymphatic drainage. I'm going to make you face your fear.
2: I think if they actually, I, I want to know the statistics of people who jump on trampolines versus people who have actually had accidents. And I guarantee you there's still, I don't want to be that small percentage where it's like, you know, you're jumping on the trampoline, you're having so much fun. Next thing you know, you're, you're par- paralyzed.
0: I don't think that's going to happen to you, but... I I mean, I learned something new about you every time we talk. I mean, I I feel like we've known each other for so long, literally since we were 10 years old. We've worked together so close. And every time I talk to you and bring you on the show, I learned something new that I was not expecting. I mean, to have the, I can understand the shark thing, right? I'm scared of sharks too. I don't really want to mess around with that. I don't, I don't fuck around with those either. But trampolines and what was the third one driving in your car crashing naked first of all what would you be doing in the car naked in the first place so
2: i had a dream a long time ago where it was more or less a nightmare but i woke up and thought that's a fear of mine i never want this to happen is i'm driving in a car naked and i rear end somebody isn't and that
0: the most, like the easiest thing to prevent in the world? Just don't drive around naked.
2: Yeah, but still my mind works as it's something bad's happening. So in the dream, the guy, you know, when you, whenever you rear end somebody, they get out of the car and they're looking, they're going, look at this damage and they're looking. Well, to we me don't to, need your whole life story you know, to get out of the what's car, next? but I can't because <laughs> I'm naked. <sighs>
0: okay. So what's now that we've, we've established your fears, what's been going on in your life? What have you been up to? I think the biggest question on people's minds in the podcast group is what was, what, what ended up happening with you and Annabelle?
2: So I would Fizzled say- Fizzled
0: out on oh, you, blew it.
2: Well, technically, yes. What I was going to say is what I'm notorious for doing, unfortunately, and it just was this time period is I didn't strike while the iron was hot and I, I actually regret it. Surprisingly, or not surprisingly, because usually if I look, if I reflect, I'm usually, or I'm a type of person that usually whenever something happens, I go, okay, well, it happened and I move forward. But this in particular, I actually do regret because when I hung out with Annabelle, I think we went on, we, I think we hung out four or five times, three were- a, or two two official dates all the others were kind of more like group hangouts but every time she definitely steals the show where i i I, it's almost like you're staring into like a a a shooting star or that's what i used at your wedding i referred to you as like a shooting star but she's very she attracts attention and she has a personality like no other girl i've ever met because if you think of someone who most girls what they are is they laugh at jokes and they go haha and you most guys go yeah this girl this girl has good humor but usually the girls don't have good humor they just have they can laugh at other people's jokes either that or you've got some girl that's very rigid and not funny but annabelle i've 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 never met a girl that actually made me laugh where i'm listening to her going tell me more
0: so what so i mean okay so there was a bunch of really nice things the iron's freezing and off the
1: iron is cold cold. that's exactly
2: why i just waited too long i waited too long and unfortunately by that time that you know that the iron was plunged into the uh, into that cold ocean.
1: The iron's at the bottom of the Titanic.
2: Yeah, it's So for those
0: of you wondering, he blew it.
1: The iron's cold.
0: And he'll never get over it. No, and but I am Annabelle, disappointed about if it. If you're listening, he's a mess.
1: Annabelle, he's been busy figuring out his fear of sharks and trampolines. So that's what he's been busy doing. Michael just literally asked you what you've been busy doing. And you said that you were figuring out your fear of sharks and trampolines. I need to give you more to do for work.
2: I guess that doesn't really come out as well as I thought it did. I mean, I what else ahead.
1: have you been doing?
2: Your
0: birthday's coming up, and I guess I better throw away that trampoline <laughs> gift certificate.
2: Well, we're, Wes and I are going to go to Vegas.
1: Shit, I was going to take you shark watching.
2: I, I, would pro- I, if you ever- I was going
0: to pull up butt naked in my car and take you for a drive.
2: <laughs> I'm telling you, somebody out there uh, listening has gone, oh my God, how do they know? Like, Think of all the people that live in nudist colonies. They have to transport somewhere. I don't think they.
0: I think like when they're going, like just like you know, one to you know, just be a member of society, and two, not to like get you know, sex offender charges brought against them. They probably drive to the colony with their clothes on, and when they're there, they're like, okay, this is the established safe space. I don't think they're just like hopping in the car, butt naked, and taking off.
2: Oh my god! If I got in a car crash and was by a school, I would just get out and run. It would be a hit, a nude hit and run.
0: If you were by a school nude, you would be going to jail.
2: Well, that's why I'd run is because they would just throw you in because you're in the proximity.
0: Okay, so you outside of what you've been doing with me, we've been working on a lot of different things. What has been going on in your personal life? Have you been dating? Have you been?
2: So I've been going out, and this is kind of
0: I've, what's I, what's going on with the dating apps.
2: So I've been going out. Actually, I've abandoned most of the dating apps because again, they suck. Filters. Do surprise. they really
0: suck, or was it the profile pick choices that suck? It's
2: probably the profile pick choices because there's a a friend of ours who says he's had, he at one point had over 200 matches. And I think the most matches I've ever had is one or two. And I, the last one I matched with, which was basically the, the straw that broke the camel's back is, was a fake one. It was a fake profile. And she started sending me all these weird catfished, uh, what is it? Gifts of, of some guy and some girl having intercourse. And then it, I go, wait a second, this doesn't seem right. And she goes, I want to taste your hot, you know, load. And I'm like, this isn't oh, real. Okay. This isn't real. And it wasn't real. Un- unfortunately oh okay okay
0: so you abandoned the dating apps
2: so then i started going out and i've been going out because I, I usually am not a big person to go out and you know
1: and how are you getting girls when you go out i'd love to I, know
0: i want to provide some value to the audience on this episode so how okay the dating apps aren't working how are you finding dates at this point it's 2017 you're a single man where are you meeting these women or are you meeting he's women? He's meeting
1: them at shelter and he's using the Skinny Confidential pop socket that he has on his phone and walking around with it up to his face to get girls.
0: We have, so you know, Taylor, had people message us and come up to us saying they have spotted you out locally in San Diego and that you are name dropping the Skinny Confidential no, you like aren't. a mofo. Is he really? He's out there. He's, yep, he's he's out there. He's
2: loose. <laughs> I, I only did it one time and I, it was because I was floundering really badly and the girl, it looked bad or it didn't or It looked bad and it felt bad. And then I go, oh, do you know or do you follow Lauren on the Skinny Confidential? And they're like, yeah, why? And that was the perfect window. And then I still blew it because you know why? Because I ended up talking about myself the whole time. And I never actually what I should have said is, excuse me, tell me about yourself. Yeah, I didn't. I like caught her in the in the in the lobster cage. But I forgot to close the door. She got out.
1: You caught her in the lobster cage. I feel like girls don't like to be referred to as lobsters. So that's kind of where you went wrong there. Um, let's not name drop me. Let's not. It
2: was, I I only do it for a last ditch scenario. It was sink or swim. Okay.
0: So how are you meeting women? I want to know. I want to know. I want to like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of single people out there that want to say, okay, where can I meet a guy? Where can I meet a nice guy? Probably not a lobster fisherman or whatever, but where can I meet a guy so I can pick up a date?
2: Okay. So the way I'm old school because I personally really like to have somehow a personal connection to be able to speak to the person. So I don't like to go to clubs. I know it's a big thing. People like to go to clubs and they really like it. But the one downside is the music's so loud and there's you know, seizure-esque lights taking place. And you have to have this conversation with these people you can't hear. And most of the conversation is what? And they go, huh? And you go, yeah. And then like, let's dance. And the next thing you know, you have this number from this girl that you didn't have any meaningful connection with. So I like to go to... I actually don't even like to go to the bars. I wish I could go to a library and pick up a girl.
0: Dude, okay. I'm going to give you 100 bucks here on the spot if you can name three books you've read in the last two months. Three. And no, don't lie to me. You can't lie to me.
2: Well, I kind of, how about one book that I've been reading for three months?
0: <laughs> okay, so what are you going to do? Peruse around the library with with, with one book?
2: You just keep what I do is I just get the big stack like I'm like that librarian that's going to go back to put them back after someone grabbed them out which eventually the person would end so up doing. So you
1: want to meet girls in the library but you don't read books.
2: Well, I like to read books. I like to start them but not finish comic them. Comic books. Comic books are great. Some comic books are Now we're great. talking.
1: So someone asked in the secret Facebook group if, if um, you liked me and Michael being mean to you. Can you explain to the audience our sense of humors and, and I want to also our clarify our that.
0: Are we really mean or are we just showcasing? Like this is this is real life, people. This is, I, can, we, I don't know, like it's not like an act. It's not like we can make this up. These are things that I, I just see like, listen, Taylor, I love you. You know that we've been together for a long time it sounds like we're fucking in a relationship but we've 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 had a relationship for a very long time and i would say taylor is hands down one of my best friends and one of my most trusted confidants with that being said he's a weird son of a bitch sometimes and he does a lot of weird things that i want to i want to show to the world and it's it's it
1: he's kind of like the wb frog that just kind of ribbits and then you give him a stage and a platform and he starts tap dancing and singing and la.
0: I promise you that if you asked th- like 300 people on the street, what their biggest fears were top three fears, you might get sharks. That, that's, that's not too uncommon.
1: Not that fly up on the beach though. Probably not.
0: But you would not get paralyzing yourself on a trampoline and crashing butt naked in a car.
1: If anyone has those fears, by the way, we have someone for you. Please email me.
2: Did you know I'm actually, even when I swim in a pool, I still, part of me thinks that there may be a shark
0: in the pool. I remember when I was like five years old, and the lights would be off in a pool, and you'd, you know, i know anyone pe- people people relate to this. You know when you're like
1: again, we don't need your. Whole you know when life you're a story. kid.
0: You know when you're a kid, and like the lights are off in the pool. When you're like five years old, and you're driving, and, you're like, and you get scared, there's something in the water. I get that.
2: Yeah, it's those the whites of their eyes. They're white and they glaze over. Next thing you know, you're dead. I
1: think Taylor. Remember that movie
2: De- with LL Cool J? Yeah, that's uh, Deep okay. Blue Sea. My my head is like a shark's fin. That's what the rap song he says.
1: So we're not mean to Taylor. This is our banter guys. It's, it's light. It's, it's funny. It works for us.
2: But let me reiterate that I play to my strengths. So the way that I am as, as far as my friends, I 99, actually probably 100% of all my friends like me for my unique personality. I've never once had a friend come to me and say, Hey Taylor, I want to let you know that you give me the greatest advice ever or say, I mean, th- technically people have said, you're the, my, you're my rock.
1: You do give good advice.
2: So yeah, I, but I'm saying that's not my strength. My strength is making people laugh. So we're usually, doesn't matter what I have to do to do that. I like to entertain people. And I think Michael and Lauren, you said showcase. It's a very good, that's, I, I think I responded to somebody and I used over a thousand words and he summed it up with one. The way that you guys push me showcases my personality. And most people, if they met me in person, they probably go, oh, he's really not like that. And then they meet me and go, oh my God, he really is.
1: So we're not mean to Taylor guys. Taylor's okay. Taylor loves it.
0: I don't know how you would, and it's and it's Taylor and I have a very unique relationship just because we've been through so many things together. Like he's really been with me almost throughout my whole business career, almost through my whole so like he's really seen ups downs. We've tried things, had success, had failures. So it's like you've kind of been there throughout the whole thing. You really have a full. You've been there for just as long as Lawrence Brand's been around.
2: Yeah, I wonder who who he'd choose in a, in a in a fight. I'm just kidding.
0: In a fight. All right. Like who's okay.
2: gonna? I'm just
1: joking. All right. Um. So we have reader questions today. I believe we have four questions. It's kind of a medley. I just feel like Taylor is sort of a medley as a person. So to put him on an episode that's a mixture, we've been doing a lot of themes, themed episodes like, you know, fitness or health. So this one's kind of just a collection of you guys' questions. You guys know you can always email me questions at podcast at the So I feel like we should get into the first question.
0: The biggest question, the most the most questions that come in for you, Taylor, people want to know about your dating life. They want to know what your best lessons that you've learned so far dating, you know, on dating apps and what you've been doing single. So and they want to know best grooming tips for men. So and they also want to know best and worst dates. So I think let's break it down and say, what are some of the lessons you've learned dating in the world in 2017?
2: Okay. So I'm gonna have to one thing about this is, is interesting. So the reason my, or my dating advice. So the reason I've become, this is kind of embarrassing. I'm actually surprised I'm saying this. So the reason that I'm so good, I'm really good at romance and romantic sappy stuff, but there's a reason why it's because I want to say out of the, uh, I, I don't know the specific number off the top of my head. It's not very big, but of every girl that I've ever, um, uh, you know, been, you know, sexually, with intimate, with intimate. That's the word. I don't think point. I've ever pleased any of them. Okay. Ever. <laughs>
1: Whoa.
0: Okay, that's a bold. That is a bold statement.
1: Are you kidding, Taylor? I'm
2: dead serious. I'm the worst. I'm terrible. So, the it has to do with. Uh, I think they they sometimes they it's like. uh I don't have the sexual stamina, you know. Where, if there's a reason behind it. This really took a turn.
1: Wait, 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 wait. This is like a whole episode. I didn't know you were gonna throw this card out there. Say that again. Say that statement again.
2: So, okay, here I'll say. Uh, what's the term? Are we gonna use technical? Can terms? we just
1: use like kindergarten? Like, kindergarten. Why don't
0: you? Why don't you use the words that you think are appropriate, yeah. and then I will come in if I think that if I, if we or Lauren will come in if we think we can. Okay, so clean up. Trust the words.
2: me. This I am I fi- doing this because I actually find entertainment by this, and it's trust me. I've by no means like say what you will because I think it's funny. I am a premature ejaculator okay i don't know what to do here oh my god all right
0: okay oh so god. let's let's we gotta
1: tell everyone for this episode that if they have kids in the car that they gotta turn the volume down yeah i, I don't even know how. just how, tell like, the just I tell, I tell we're the kids have a conversation taylor's
0: shooting off the pop rocks a little early
2: well basically what i'm getting at is so i've never you know most times that i get you know, intimate, most girls are going, there's a
1: line of girls outside waiting to hang out with you after this podcast. It doesn't
2: matter. You know, I, 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 the way that I work is I use my, my, my technically what could be as my weaknesses and I make them my strength. So I have nothing. How are we going to make
0: this a strength?
2: I don't have anything to hide basically. So I just, (laughs) apparently not. If somebody gets some sort of entertainment out of my, you know, failures, it's then good. I'm glad I'd rather make someone laugh. And then, you know, I, myself, it's, I, I find enjoyment by it, but
1: Does anyone out there have any tips for Taylor? I'm dead serious. I know there's no
2: tips. I've tried everything. No, maybe they do. Let's
0: let's hear what what
1: you can comment on Taylor's Instagram. I want to I
0: want to hear what you've tried here. Let's now that we're here, we might as well stay here. What? Okay, go go on.
2: So what I was getting at is, you know, most of my life, I've never heard a girl go, oh, my God, that was amazing. I've heard a lot of uh, that's it. Or I've heard a lot of, oh, like, don't don't worry. I've heard a lot of. Also I heard. Oh, my um, oh you know that's, that happens to other people too I I myself the, the best are ones that I say when I go oh don't worry round two will be better and there's never round two <laughs> uh, or I say what else is another good one Where I go oh that's never happened before bullshit uh, The another one that I like is oh my god yeah I was just too turned on so I couldn't hold it, well, it oh that's a good one I would on. go with that one
0: okay I mean first of all I appreciate your honesty. I don't know how much I, I I really appreciate it. And then part of me really doesn't appreciate it. (laughs) Now I don't know what to do. Um, But what do you think the core issue of this is? Because I mean, I like to Lauren and I like to provide value in any kind of way possible. So maybe there's some there's a somebody out there that's listening that has the same problem. Maybe they have a boyfriend with the same problem. Maybe there's a guy with this problem. What do you think the core issue is here, and how do you think you'd solve it? And I never thought that this episode would turn into us solving premature ejaculation or providing by on how to solve it. But let's go there. What do you What do you think causes it?
2: You know what I actually think it is is when I was younger I had a what is it a, uh, where they jam that needle up your. Urethra.
0: I have no idea what that is. A
1: catheter. A
2: catheter. Yeah, I had a catheter. Okay, I know what a catheter is. And I is. think that caused some issues, but I'm, you know, it very well could be. It's not. It's nothing emotional.
0: If you can sum this up in two minutes, why did? They, let's sidetrack. Why did you need a catheter?
2: Because they needed to test. I had like something go wrong with like one of my kidneys, like right. when I was younger. Okay. Okay. Let's keep going. So, uh what I was going to say is, it's basically. I mean, I just find it funny. So, I basically became really good at, you know, what would be called considered. Cunnilingus.
0: Oh, Christ, So you've Googled
2: it? No, no, I just, you know, I'm trying to use less vulgar terms here, just in case there's kids in the car.
0: I think at this point, the kids, if they're in the car and the parents are still listening, you might have to question yourself as a parent. But um, keep going. Okay, so.
2: The main reason that I don't really care about saying this is, I mean, girls talk. I mean, guys don't really kiss and tell, but girls definitely do. So you know that conversation, girl, you know, any girl that I've been intimate with has gone to her friends and been like, oh my God, like laughing. Like,
1: Wait I, a minute. I, Is I that true, Lauren? Do you
2: think that happens?
1: Here's what I feel. I'm getting this vibe from you. Tell me if I'm like off track. I feel that you have had sex with someone that listens to this podcast that you've maybe embarrassed yourself with. And I feel like you're throwing it out there with subliminal messages to like, let her know that maybe you should give you another shot even if it's two seconds no, no
2: it's it's probably anybody and there's probably girls going, oh my God, you know what I heard that through the grapevines.
0: Poor I, Annabelle she really missed the boat.
1: Poor Annabelle
2: yeah maybe she dodged a bullet with that one shocks Annabelle <laughs> literally but the the one I would say the only downside to this whole thing is is I know that every girl that I've been with at one point you know when we break up of course they go with the next guy and you know they're having intercourse and they're going. You know, at some point she goes, yes. And the guy probably goes, what? And she goes, nothing. You know, because in her head she's thinking, thank God.
0: I think you've, I mean, maybe that's happening, but I think this is very, probably not so healthy that you've like really thought this through and thought about people with another guy. And like, I think I think you're going too far down the rabbit hole and I think maybe this is contributing to the issue.
1: Wow. No, no, I'm, I'm
2: super confident. I'm like, wow, I I'm really most... just
1: wanted to discuss travel hacks today, but.
2: I'm so confident, like I, I rock it. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to give you the best five seconds of your life. But <laughs> oh, You know what, oh, here, here's a good example. You know, Jeff Bezos just became the richest man in the world. Yes. I don't I, see
1: what this has to do. You're, pre-ma- today, <laughs> you're premature. Today, I might've been
2: like crowned the fastest ejaculator in the world. I don't need, no I don't want no minute, man.
1: I got to change the subject, Michael. I just ate quinoa. I don't
0: know if that's a crown you want to wear, buddy. Okay, so, so, did... <laughs> Michael did, doesn't even know where to go. Why did you bring this story up? Did you have, do you have like, did something happen? Is this, what, what was necessary? We, the, the question was, what have you learned about dating in 2017? And this is if you learned that you're just a...
2: Yeah, so well, it, now it goes into... So a lot of people nowadays are so caught up in like the physical aspect of it that I'm really big on the emotional part of it. And that's what I'm getting is is myself. I mean, I basically make... You know, a good example is I make love like uh, Grey Worm from Game of Thrones.
0: The guy doesn't have a penis.
2: Yeah, He's a he, eunuch. He just like goes goes down at the girl. <laughs> oh so, God. but you know, you got to get that emotion. It's all about that emotional connection. It, that's where the real fireworks are. Okay. The
1: girls, they are lining up.
0: So can you... Okay, can you give an example of a time that this happened or the lot, like what, like what happens when this happens? So you're dating somebody you're going to
1: creepiest thing, Michael, is that he wrote this down in his composition notebook and he's using his peripherals to like, look at it every five minutes to make sure he gets in everything about his premature ejaculation.
0: Our last two episodes was a very inspirational episode with Tony Robbins. And then a very inspirational episode with Kim Kelly on fitness, or a and now pie. we've gone to premature ejaculation. I want to know. Okay, so can you give us a story or an example, or are you just saying this happens every time?
2: No, I mean the st- those stories aren't. Or I, I have a, I have a good connection. So. This led to, there's things called sprays and there's things called edging. So the sprays, yeah, the sprays work, but the thing is they make you, they don't, eh, I mean, just to be unvulgar, but they they basically make you feel like you have nothing. You basically feel like a eunuch. No, 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 you feel numb. Yeah, you feel numb. Numb is like an understanding.
1: Should we change your name from the bare naked cucumber to the bare naked eunuch?
2: bare naked premature, premature ejaculating cucumber. I wonder Both.
0: if the hair would add a little bit of protection that maybe like if you had the hair there you wouldn't be so sensitive.
2: Eh, it's to be determined. So I there's a there's the only thing that worked actually cuz I guess technically not so much anymore but but is uh it's called edging.
1: Okay, no 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 no. If people can go Google that. I, I'm going to throw up if I hear about like edging.
2: No no, but it, it, it's something that's that's physically it, it's if you if you research it it's one of the few things that works. So anyways, this the story took place is Edging is, you can, I won't get into the details of it. You can, again, you can Google it, but they say to edge, but they never say beyond that.
1: I'm sure all the girls are running to Google edging. First of all,
0: I, Lauren asked me when I first heard about edging, if I knew what it was. And I could honestly say that, that none of us knew what it was. None of the guys in the office, we, we didn't know. So I don't even know how you figured this out. you don't
1: need to edge.
0: Well, let's not go down my path, but okay. So you're, so you're edging. Um, you're taking your, you're, you're, you're practicing, you're warming yourself up. You're taking yourself close to the edge, but you're never getting there.
2: Edging like a champ. So,
0: and then what happens? You go on a date.
2: So I go on a date with the girl, a couple dates with the girl. And again, she's a little older. So again, so I'm already, I want to say she's about 35. There's a story behind this. So I'm a little nervous. I'm going, Oh my God, not only is she older than me now I'm younger. So I have to the last thing I ever want to do is, you know, not perform with a, she said, I got myself
0: a young stallion here.
2: Exactly. She's probably thinking I've got this young buck who's really going to go to town. I'm thinking to myself, Oh my God, what am I going to do? So I'm, I'm sitting there at her place, like trying to, you know, figure out where the doors and exits are just in case, you know, I have to somehow make a quick break for it and things, you know, it starts to get hot and heavy. But the one thing about the edging that they don't say is, you know, before you're supposed to edge, 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 and then release. So I did the edge, 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 but there was, there was no release. And I would say that the reason that that's bad that I didn't do it is because are you familiar with Pompeii? You know, I, w- I would have been like Mount Vesuvius, but instead of like, you know, volcanic ash, it would have been, you know, semen. Oh my Christ. So, oh my God. so it gets, it, it gets, you know, we get hot and heavy and she starts to do the grinding. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, I, the whole time she's probably thinking, oh, this is going to go so great. The whole time I'm thinking, you know, counting, trying to count down, going 100. 99 and it probably got to maybe 91 and I I kind of like you know So you got
0: nine seconds in
2: like push her aside and I stand up and unfortunately you know or fortunately she was looking away at the time but the the, I hose down
1: you know I learned something new about you every day nothing like learning about you and your edging on the skinny confidential him and her
2: show but you do talk about a lot of taboo subjects that are very interesting. You make it, you break the walls down. So that's
0: totally, I'm I, happy hope to talk about I hope it. at the end of this though, we're going to figure out like, is there a cure? Like, should you find anything? Are we just I, sitting there? I in mean, the...
1: I could have gone without, without the honey, you know, mustard dressing on my salad before this show. Like you could have warned me maybe.
0: I need to now go back though. So wait, so anyways, you've messed your, you've, you've messed up your pants, right? Yeah. The girl's sitting there ready to go. What do you, what do you tell her? Does so she notice?
2: I, I'm like, oh, like, hold on. Let me, I got to use the restroom. And, and the, the downside or the, the bad side is this, is I got it all most on me. Oh and then I would say like maybe maybe half or one third or one fourth of it went all over her carpet.
1: She must have been so into you.
2: So I go into the bathroom and I'm sitting there. It's a t- It's one of these tiny bathrooms right next to her bedroom. And I'm sitting there going, I don't have to go to the bathroom. I've got, you know, you know, semen all over myself, <laughs> <laughs> humid, humid ejaculate. So I'm sitting there going, oh, my God. So I, I'm turning the water on because I don't have to use the restroom. And it's one of those ones where you could hear the slightest tinkle if, you know, if I had to use the restroom. So she's probably going, what is he doing in there? So I turn the, turned the water on. I feel like it's something out of, uh, what is it, something about Mary. And I'm trying to, I'm like looking frantically for some soap. So I get the soap and I, I, I'm, i you know, cleaning everything up. And then, okay, then I turn it down. I go, okay, like I'm thinking, oh, my God. Now you, after, you know, post-coital, you know, after, After technically what would be considered an orgasm, it's very difficult for a man to get erect again, unless you're taking Viagra, which I've tried. And all that does is make everything blue. And then you have a really hard dick that comes anyways. Oh my God.
1: Just in case anyone's wondering, you got all your answers.
2: So the downside to this is I had to go back out there and I was pretending like, oh, like, yeah, like, don't worry. Like, let me, uh, you know, let's resume this. And she's going, okay, wait a second. Why are you so, you know, undeveloped? Because it was, you know, it had tur- went back into the turtle head.
0: Okay. Which
2: means non erect penis.
0: I think we, I think everyone gets what it means.
1: I feel like I've heard like my fair share of penis. Like I've heard enough about okay, penis. Okay. I want to fast
0: forward through all of this because now I, I, now I'm starting to be like, I'm about to throw up everywhere. Well, it's at
2: the end of the story. So I'm telling her and she goes, Oh, what's going on? And I go, Oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm so nervous because I'm so into you that I, I I'm too nervous and I can't perform. And she goes, Oh, don't worry. Okay. And the whole time I was in the bathroom, I was wishing there was a back window I could have just climbed out of.
0: So did you guys go on another date or is that the end?
2: No, actually we didn't. <laughs> I wonder why.
0: Well I can't believe it. What a shocker.
1: Whoa, you didn't?
0: Okay, so is there any like okay, so back to the question. I guess the question was all about dating in 2017. Have you have you what are you gonna do to fix this? Then there's gotta be something you can do to fix this
2: yeah well next time I'll release before so, and then then we'll see, but as of right now, to be continued on any of that. But yeah, I just I feel I'm really I'll, I'll loop it back into I really I, I like to appeal to a girl's sense of uh, um, the emotional side to her well or romantic side.:
0: You're going to need to be extremely romantic, extremely, to get over this.
1: You got to be really romantic and really smart. Well,
0: that's you better the, be like you better be. You're like you better be like Romeo or Casanova. You got to I don't know what you got. You got to start writing some sonnets, some poems. Well, that's where you gotta
2: the cunnilingus. The comes in because then you just jump in right at the end of the race, and then you just finish strong. You know what it reminds me of is the time we went on the hike. I didn't want to walk all the way down the hill, so I jumped on the the little fucking golf cart that the uh, the um, what is it? The Rangers drove by. And yes, I did actually get in the golf cart. I
0: know you did. It's a, it's taken you a year and a half to admit that you didn't do the hike and you get on anyone a golf cart. Okay, moving on to the next question. They want and Now I'm gonna. I'm really. I'm gonna leave that in the dust. We're we're moving on, and we're taking it. We're taking a turn here. The next question for you, Taylor, is: What are the pros and cons of working for your friends?
2: That's actually an easy one, I believe. And there's nothing it's not gonna get a, take a weird turn. The reason being is it's something that I've for about five years I've worked with Michael, but when Michael first hired me, it wasn't something that I wasn't I wasn't expecting. I, I was going to SCSU, I graduated SCSU, and I was planning on getting a a job to for a marketing firm somewhere in San Diego. So when Michael hired me, I never had that expectation of okay, I don't have to meet any sort of requirements for him. And when he brought me on, I was, him and I always had this technically unspoken arrangement that I would do the best that I can to help him succeed. And he would do the best as a, you know, when I'm working for him to succeed, because it's one of those things where I'm tied to him essentially as an anchor. And if one of us becomes that anchor, I'll drag him down and vice versa. So I would say that there's nothing really awkward about it because we've always had that unspoken, you know, arrangement.
0: One thing I'll say about, the relationship, I, and and I've had other, I have you know, Rocco and Dante who work for me as well, and they're two of my best friends since first grade and that's worked out. But we have had other friends work for us and it hasn't worked out. It's not because they're not good workers or it's not because they're not good employees or good people. It's that some friends find it difficult to separate when it's time to work on the business and when it's time to work on the friendship. And I would say the reason that Taylor and I work so well together is that we can completely take our emotion out of it when it's time to do work for the business. And, And same with Lauren. I don't, some, some friends can't do that. But with us, like we know when it's time to work, it's time to work. And when it's time to, to be friends, it's time to be friends.
1: I have a lot of people that have worked with me with the Skinny Confidential that I'm related to. I've had Michael's sister, Jordan, who's now my sister, work for me and it worked out really well. She worked for me for like a year and a half. And then she wanted to move on to do her own business, which is totally understandable, especially I'm an entrepreneur. I get it. You want to put your focus on your own shit. So she went to work on an SEO business and we still worked together and it ended, you know, really well and amicable. My sister Mimi, Mimi is like my right hand man, works for us all the time, 24 seven. She's amazing. She helps with everything from the dogs to helping me pack, to running around, to doing emails, to, you know, Um, newsletters, kind of everything. And it's worked out really well. And I feel like Mimi and I have grown together. We actually started out working together in my one-bedroom apartment on the floor. She started doing Pinterest and helping me kind of categorize everything and organize it. And from there, we slowly grew together. I think it's really helpful when you slowly grow together. I think that's how it's been with Rocco and Dante and Taylor and you as well. It's like you grow together instead of apart. Um, So I would definitely recommend if you have someone working for you that's a relative or a sister that you just need to really have a conversation and get real with it and understand that you guys are growing together and not separately. So you want to do everything you can to support each other.
0: No, I think that's a really good way to explain it. And I kind of want to envelope and answer this question from both sides. But before I jump in, I, want, I kind of want to have Taylor, I want you to kind of give perspective to somebody who may be working for a family member or a friend going into their business. What advice would you give to somebody?
2: Mm, I would say the one thing. So when you work for a standard company that you don't know, you know, the CEO or the of the owners and you work, you know, have a manager. If a manager comes to tell you to do something, you would never question it at all. And you can't. And even if you did, the manager would say, who the, who the hell, you know, what the hell are you saying? Shut up and get to work. But when I work with Michael and or you work with a family member or even a friend, it's weird because you have that almost, if, if they say, if they make a decision or they tell you to do something and you're not because you don't want to do it, this is, that's not where I'm going with this at all. But for instance, say they're, they're unaware of something, or maybe you think you need to voice a concern to them that maybe they're not making the right decision or potentially could be, you know, leading the company down the path that would, you know, ultimately harm things. You have to make sure you have to, cause you know, you don't want to be ignorant or march blindly because you could end up hurting your family's business or your friend's business. So you really have to kind of choose when to be the friend, when, when to kind of combine the friend and work role to go to him and say, hey, listen, I know I work with you and I, of course I respect all the decisions, but I want to let you know that maybe we should, you know, maybe alter course or do this or change something.
0: What I would say Taylor does for me that I think is tremendously valuable, which is why I think we've worked together for so long is I've told him for years, I said, listen, if you see me going down a path or you see a decision that I'm making and you, and you see a better way to do it, or you see another way to do it, or you think it's a mistake, voice it if at that point i still say hey let's let's still continue with the path i chose then he'll do it but at the same time there's a lot of times when taylor stepped in i'm like oh you know what you're right that's a better way to do it and and i'm fully open to that i think there there has to be the relationship both on the employer and the employee side though where you feel comfortable saying like listen this is the best for the business and if you can if you can separate what's the best for the individual whether it's the employers thinking for themselves or the employee thinking themselves and you put the business first, I think at that point you can work collaboratively with people and, and, and get the best results for the business.
1: And by the way, Michael and I work together and we're a couple and that definitely comes with its own set of issues. I feel like that's a whole podcast episode in itself. I mean, it's very hard to work with your significant other. I don't care what way you spin it. It's hard to shut it off. It's hard to go in the bedroom and be like, you know, I'm still on my computer. Maybe he's, he's doing something else and you're talking about business and it's like, wait a minute, we're in the bedroom. This is supposed to be about romance. So I, I definitely think that it is a fine line and you really have to have an open, you know, communication line. Okay, let's switch it up here. Farah asks... My boyfriend is a taker in the bedroom. How can I make him be more of a giver? Michael, why did you look at Taylor for that?
0: Well, I think we, he just... I mean, he sounds like he's the biggest
2: giver in the world.
1: Are you a giver though? I,
2: oh, I'm a huge giver. Uh, I, I'm technically a giver. A giver is not giver. just
1: like doing oral on a girl. That's just not the only way to give. There's other ways to give besides that. You know that, right?
2: Well, how... I mean... I feel like you don't know that. I mean, like what is? what else would he... I mean, obviously giving, they're not attributing this to standard intercourse meaning like you know standard penetration because that would be beneficial to both people so maybe he's going so what she's giving him oral non-stop and then he's going to like thank you
1: she never said oral she said my boyfriend is a taker a taker that could mean a lot of different things it doesn't your, your mind goes straight to oral
2: what is he taking from her her soul
1: Mm. I thought you said you were a romantic.
2: No, I am, but that's why... I, okay, so if if I if some girl said, hey, you're just a taker, I mean, what is he... I mean, yeah, we're cavemen. So he's like bonking her over the head, throwing her, over the, throwing her onto the bed and just, you know, taking what he wants and her waking up later and going like, whoa,
0: oh. You just described rape.
2: That's not what I meant. That's by no means that I mean it in that sense. I'm talking about, you know, it's either it's either cons not or not consensual. That's again, sounds like rape because that's not where we're going with this in any way. But Can I think you move
1: your face closer to the mic.
2: I think in order to be a real giver, you have to find out what the person really likes. And the reason I'm very good at, you know, what would be considered the, um, the kind of lingus. Can you, I, what I, don't, is I, I don't want mean? you to say that word. One I don't more know time what that means, I don't think there's
0: ever, I don't think that word's ever been used more in, in less than an hour in my life.
2: Kind of it isn't, I thought that's the term for when a guy goes down on a girl. Well, let's just call it going downtown going downtown so let's just uh i think that some girls are different you know depending on on the girl i mean i know girls that some really really get off from you know you know what would be considered clitoral stimulation some aren't some like you know i'm
1: just gonna go ahead and say i feel like the whole sex conversation maybe you're like not the best person in the world to give advice
2: well like i said remember i've never had a friend say you're great at giving advice I, well, in that in that Your respect. Your friend was right. So I, Your friend was right. They always go, okay, like, what are you going to say next? So that's where, I, that's, you know, surprise. But
1: my, I, uh, my advice here would be maybe a little bit more PG than yours. And it would be that if someone was a taker in the bedroom, I would ask them to give me a massage first. I would make them give first. I would flip it on them. I would
0: also question and say, listen, if this person's just taking from me all the time, he's probably doing
2: it in other ways. I've never had a girl reference me as a taker. You just take and take and take.
1: I feel like girls have referenced you as other things than a taker or a giver.
2: If Too bad I'm not like a superhero. I could have been like the ejaculator and I would like, you know, start to go save someone and then go, "Ah, I'm already finished. I'm out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't work. (laughs) Oh my god!
1: So technically, yeah, that's why I've become so
2: good at like, you know, pleasing women. It's like you give them a give them a foot massage, foot massage, women like foot massage.
1: That's probably the smartest thing you've said the whole podcast. Women do like foot massages. I like hint, hint, Michael.
2: Back rubs. Oh, my God. You know, you do you light one of those candles or a couple candles, the scented ones, vanilla, maybe some cinnamon or some potpourri.
1: I don't I don't like a potpourri candle when I'm having sex. I I don't really think there's a lot of girls that like a potpourri candle. Or is
2: that the smell of like pine? Well, I
0: thought you were going to be able to come on here today and really give some good dating advice and help some people out. But Wrong again. After getting only two matches and telling your story of your preemie days, I don't think you're going to be the person. We might have to get an expert on the show.
1: I think we should get a sex expert.
0: I think we. I think we will. I think that'd be a good topic. I think I'd like to talk to Michael. A real what expert. would you tell Farah? If someone's just, a I mean, that, I wouldn't stand for it. If someone's just a, a taker the whole time, I'd be, I'd be out of there. I mean, but that's me. My, my advice is a little bit more harsh. I mean, I'd say, listen, buddy, it's time to... I got to go. I got to go find somebody else.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: I mean, I'd say, listen, you go a trial period about a month and if it ain't working, I, I'm leaving.
1: Would you call me a giver or a taker?
0: I'd say you're a
2: giver.
1: Oh, thanks, honey.
2: I once went down on a girl for like 45 minutes. That oh. would be considered a taker.
1: I bet you she fell asleep.
2: No, she was not asleep. Trust me. She was writhing in, in joy.
0: Oh, my Christ. Okay. This is my final question for you, Taylor. It's been asked multiple times, and I actually I don't I, I want to know this for my own curiosity. What would you be doing if you weren't working for us?
2: Okay, so this is going to be a little weird, actually. Now, okay, so there's three things. Uh, one, I always have have always 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 wanted to be an FBI agent. Okay. Uh, I've I always. I feel like
1: I don't I don't think that's the right career
0: for you. You might you might I don't know if they would accept you. You might go off and fire your gun a little
2: too early. <laughs> Need, I can stand no men and I don't want no and <laughs> No, it's because I'm good at analytical stuff and deep thinking. So I wanted to be a detective to solve crimes. So, we're not a detective, but I wanted to be in the, an investigator. The second one would be a comedian because I like to make people laugh or just enjoy, or they could laugh if hey, they don't care.
0: Hey, I'm interrupting you here because Weston told me the other day, and this I find out things through the Grapevine through Weston because you guys work together a lot. Taylor is going to start doing some open mic sessions and he didn't tell us about it. I don't know why, but he told us. Wait,
1: Wesson, wait, 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 wait. What do you mean? Why don't I know about this? That's what
2: I'm writing down in this in this book. He's writing his jokes it's down. Material. So I'm you're
1: going to stand up in front of an audience and do jokes. Yes. Okay.
2: If your career takes off, do I can I be your manager? I'm yeah. doing
1: a skinny confidential meetup. Probably in the next two months. Will he you could be the up? opener. Okay. Can you open it?
2: I would do it. I'm not saying it's going to go well, but I, at least I'm, I'm, I feel like when, I'm, when I write something down, I'm laughing or I'm like in the gym and I'm laughing. I wake, I'm like sleeping. I go, that's funny. I write it down. So I just started doing this probably three days ago. So to be continued.
1: Okay. What's the third thing? The
2: third one, believe it or not, is a hitman, a contract killer. I know that you can't really go into that field, but as a young kid, I did karate, as some of you might know from my Instagram, because I, I posted a picture of myself in my gi. Which is my uniform with my orange belt, but uh, I remember they they went around and they said, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I I actually wrote down hitman, and they thought it was very fucking weird.
0: It is very fucking weird to be a kid and want to kill people. But g- go on.
2: But yeah, but they have, they're they're bad guys, or at least you think they're bad guys.
0: What if mm. I gave you a contract to go and kill someone that wasn't necessarily a bad guy, but was like kind of impeding us in some way or something would you do it could you do could you kill an innocent is what i'm saying
2: well i mean technically i'm not in the field at the moment so i would have to i'd have to be ex- i'd have to you know build you, up some could experience. you
0: take all emotion out of it i don't think so
2: mm, that's a good question And
0: you might fire your gun g- again too early so another thing where
1: good you might thing you're in this early. career taylor good thing
2: yeah so somewhere in between there i landed in here which is like a, 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 it's like a good medium but you, I could be like maybe like a comedian hitman FBI agent.
0: Well, your contract is up for review in the next month and we might have to revisit a few things. There's a lot that's come to light that I'm not so sure about anymore.
1: Uh, guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Taylor. That was uh, an interesting one. Hope you turned it down at some certain parts. Actually, hope you turned it down the whole episode if you had kids in the car. Taylor, thank you for being here. Thank you for telling us your uh, bizarre stories
2: they're not bizarre they're very they're very personal and i like to look at it this way if my weaknesses ever make anybody laugh that's all i really care about and you can find me on twitter or instagram at tales you die and
0: you can look for his new comedy tour he's going on tour and the tour is called the too early tour and
1: and annabelle don't be sad that you know you guys aren't dating because you really you missed a good one
0: Yeah, I mean, now she doesn't have to worry about getting her carpet cleaned.
2: You know what she's going to say? She's going to listen to this and go, thank God. Like I said, you know, that's what every other girl says after. It's like, oh my God. Yeah,
1: she's probably grinning from ear to ear right now.
0: Well, Taylor, you're endearing. I don't know what this is going to do for your dating career. It's probably not going to help too much, but...
1: Maybe remove the Skinny Confidential pop socket.
2: You know what? I guarantee it's probably going to do That's your move. You go
0: early and then right after you say, do you know Lauren of the Skinny Confidential?
1: All right, you guys. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and rate The Skinny Confidential, him and her show on iTunes. If you do rate and review it, please screenshot it and send it to asklauren@theskinnyconfidential.com, and we will send you my five top beauty secrets straight to your inbox. We will see you next week with a little bit more of a PG valuable episode. Thanks for listening.